WCLZ, a Studio Z edition today of Life from the Archives. You're with Passenger. I want to start uh, with that song, and you had made a quote about how difficult it can be in the music world to not get sucked into basically just cranking out singles or huge songs like that. How do you avoid getting sucked into that big music machine? Uh, by not being able to write another hit single. Uh, I think that's really been the key element for me. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's funny, you know, like I am, um, you know, I write folk music and I never expected to have a big, a big song like that. Um, so when it happened, it was amazing and uh, it was a lot of fun sort of running around the world, chasing after it and, you know, going on TV shows and all that kind of stuff. But I think when it when it all kind of calmed down, you know, there was some pressure coming from from myself and also other people to, to kind of do it again. I realized actually you can approach it in two ways. You can put loads of pressure on and, and really try and become the next Elton John or you think actually what a cool thing to do that once in my lifetime and have that story to tell my grandkids. And, you know, it's it's been a song that's opened up the rest of my music to the world. So um, or at least the people who want to explore the rest of my music. So I, I'm very grateful to that song, um, but I don't really expect to have another one. If it happens, then cool. And if uh, you guys want to help the new single become it, <laughs> that's up to you. You had another quote you said, it's more successful. I think it was advice that someone had given you that it's more, uh, it's more important to be a successful person than it is to be a successful musician. Can you yeah. explain that a bit more for the rest of us that would just think if we were in your shoes, we'd want to have another two billion view YouTube video. Yeah, we were actually going for three billion views. Uh, so it's been a big disappointment. Um, yeah, I, I, it was this old um, Scottish musician that I met in a pub years ago. And I was sort of venting my frustration about, you know, not being a bit more well known and having, you know, I was a busker for, for five years and uh, used to play on street corners and in pubs. And it all sounds very romantic when I talk about it now, but it was pretty depressing for a lot of the time as well. You know, it was kind of heartbreaking playing all these songs to 16 people in a pub, uh, 14 of which were talking and, and drinking. Um, and I was talking to this guy afterwards and he was like, look, I've, you know, I've been a, a musician my whole life and um, I've, I've realized that it's, you know, I've, I've met a lot of famous people and whatever, but I've realized it's more important to, to be a successful human being than a successful mus musician. And it really kind of, put it into perspective for me and I I think I try to live by that now it's it's there's no it's no use being very successful in one aspect of your life if you turn into a horrible human so too late for me unfortunately but um yeah we're with passenger inside studio z and you mentioned the busking the five years of that I there's a great movie called The Endless Summer where surfers go and they travel around and they make sure that they stay within summer. You kind of did that for a while, right? Yeah, Except the haven't got the part. physique for the surfing, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, so when I started busking, it was in the UK and I realized the, the potential that it had um, after one summer, but it was getting cold as it does in the UK. And uh, I realized that if I wanted to carry on busking and, and doing that kind of stuff, I needed to go somewhere. Uh, slightly warmer so I went to Australia with without a plan really and stayed there for six months and yeah for, for three or four years kind of went back and forth with with the seasons it was um, a very enjoyable way to live yeah it was great what did your parents say about that decision they were just thrilled that I was gone for six months so uh, <laughs> yeah yeah 
Dave Grohl's mother said that she encouraged him on that first tour that he did years and years, late 80s, to go and tour Europe with whoever he was with before, before Nirvana. Right. And he said it made the biggest difference in the world. Were your parents that same type of way? Yeah, I, I dropped out of school when I was about 17. Um, I wasn't working very hard. and I, I, re I knew I wanted to make music, and, and I just found it very difficult to focus at that age on anything else. And that was quite a difficult time, I think. I think especially for my mum to... to have me saying like, oh, you know, I'm dropping out of school to become a musician. Alarm bells were ringing. But um, I think as, as soon as she saw that I was serious and, and genuine about it, then, yeah, they've been very, very supportive. I'm, I'm really lucky as far as that goes. And is it true this is your first time in Maine? Not my first time in Maine. First time playing, a, yeah, a, a, a gig. So thanks very much. Thanks for being so gentle with me. Last question I have for you. Love yep. the Sunday night sessions that you had done last year. Was Thanks. there, it, for people that don't know about it, explain it. And was there one particular cover that you just loved and you have stuck with it over the uh, the time? Yeah, so uh, I was on tour with a band last year and we decided to do this um, this thing where every every week, wherever we were in the world, we would record a cover and film it somewhere. Uh, and then stick it up on a Sunday night. We call it the Sunday night sessions. It was a great idea in theory. It was terribly exhausting because we were also doing five shows a week and then we'd have to walk out to some forest in Finland or something and film the Lion King soundtrack. But um, <laughs> yeah, better in theory uh, than in practice. But actually, we came up with some nice stuff. Yeah, I mean, as far as covers go, we did um, a cover of Hotel California in this amazing place in California, which is, we drove out to this, I, f I actually forget what it's called now, but it's this abandoned town. They built a town there years ago and realized that the lake that they built it next to, the salt content was so heavy that everything around it died. So they just left and left this kind of, um, yeah, corpse of a town behind. And so we, we recorded it there and it was yeah, it's on YouTube if you guys want to check it out. That, that's one that really sticks in my head. They're fantastic. The Heart of Gold one is another one that you got to watch. What a song. There yeah. you go. So we're with Passenger Inside Studio Z. You want to do us a few more? I'd love to, yeah. Um, if it's okay, this next song, it comes with a bit of a story. It's um, it's from the new record. And my, my dad actually grew up not too far from here uh, in Vineland, New Jersey. I don't know if anybody's had the, the pleasure of going to Vineland, New Jersey. Um, his parents were... Jewish refugees um, they came over just after the war and didn't have any money they cobbled together a chicken farm and that's where my dad and his three siblings grew up quite a rough childhood quite a difficult childhood and obviously coming from such a turbulent time in Europe um, anyway growing up that story for me has always been very much a part of my life and you know subconsciously around me and um I never thought I would write a song about it because it's very close to the bone. It's um, as a songwriter, I think there are subjects that you don't really go go near, you know. Um, a, f a few months ago, I was on vacation and I started noodling around on the guitar, and a couple of lyrical ideas came out, and uh, I realised quickly that I was actually writing the story of my grandparents and and my dad. Um, and it was a really emotional experience, and and I just started crying as I was writing this song. Sorry to to be so so uh, so emotional about it, but it it really was quite quite um quite a hard song to write. Um, 
I'd like to dedicate it to anybody who has had any kind of experience of being a refugee or any kind of displacement. It's called To Be Free. <laughs>